Welcome to The Mindful Mess with Gene and Matt. I'm Gene. And I'm Matt. Let's make sense of our mess together. together. Hey, everyone. This is Matt. I'm a psychiatrist who is a queer, autistic, and an ex-Mormon survivor of trauma from conversion therapy. As an empath with emotionally impulsive nature, I seek growth in managing my reactions while learning how others experience the world. And a little bit about me, I'm Jean. Um, I am a first-generation queer Chinese-American, um, and I'm a fitness professional working in the city. Um, and a lot of what I'm bringing uh, to this conversation is uh, actually learning a little bit about the culture gap that I've kind of experienced my whole life and figuring out how to navigate my life experience through that cultural lens. Um, and I identify as someone who's uh, very analytical and very philosophical, but what I want to bring forth in this podcast is to uh, learn how to bring more emotionality to those conversations and ascribe deeper meaning to the things that we experience in our lives. We feel like uh, we both kind of bring two very different experiences and we hope that we can impart um, some of that on each other mm -hmm. um, in a way to find balance in our lives. Yeah. And we hope you guys enjoy, enjoy the ride with us. Hey, everybody. Hello, Welcome hello, back. hello. Yes, we are back. Um, after a few weeks away, just kind of uh, navigating a little bit of busyness. Yeah. But we're excited to be back to record. Um, we're here for the Mindful Mess, episode number 19. What have we chosen to talk about today, Matt? Today we're going to talk about optimism and pessimism. Okay. Optimism and pessimism. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a topic I am excited to share and talk about. Um, but why don't we start by describing what they mean to us? Let's okay. define them. Well, you go first. Okay. All right. Well, optimism and pessimism for sure represent two ends of a sort of spectrum for me, right? On one hand... If you're an optimist, you're somebody who is always seeing the good in things. I think you generally believe that people are good. You generally believe that things will turn out in the most favorable version of the outcome. And I also think it tends to entail that you have power and control over your surroundings and that you can do something about your life to get the things that you want out of it. Um, generally just a positive outlook. And pessimism then of course is sort of the opposite of that, which is this belief that kind of it doesn't really matter what you do because things are gonna turn out for the worse or you believe that, um, you, you tend to lean on the risks and the negative outcomes and the ways that things go wrong and, and, and the assumption that things will go wrong um, and I think kind of on that same idea of control, perhaps you believe that things are a little bit more out of your control or that wh whatever it is that you do, people will tend to take advantage or engage in more negative behaviors. It's just a more negative outlook. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, I guess when I think about it, I think about like uh, the old comparison of like the glasses half empty or half full. Mm -hmm. uh, with the pessimist being more likely to, you know, see the same quantity of water, but acknowledge how much is missing. And the 
optimist will look at the amount of water and see how much is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so one is more oriented toward like gratitude and focusing on the present and like what's uh, um, what can be gained or um, kind of looking at like the bright side of things mm-hmm. um, has a capacity to like look at situations um, in a way that offers hope. Um, yeah, hope is a good word for that. And yeah, and then uh, like the pessimist is um, they're going to kind of highlight the negatives in life, dwell on them. Um, yeah, have more of a bleak outlook. Mm-hmm. And they might like assume the worst perhaps yeah Mm. Mm. yeah and be more likely to look at a situation and um and look at like the dark spots yeah i agree with that i like i like what you said about i think optimists tend to be hopeful and i think that pessimists tend to be a little bit more hopeless um I think that optimists maybe have a tendency to be a little bit more open, perhaps a little more open-minded. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like pessimists, maybe the word I would use is like cynical. Yeah. I, I think cynicism and pessimism are best friends or like relatives. They're very close to one another, right? Cynicism is a sort of dark view on things. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm not... I'm... I'm not exactly like sure of the distinction. It's like that. I think it's that like s- subtle. But they're but they're. You agree that they're pretty close to one another. Yeah, I yeah. think so. What would be like if so? If pessimism is to cynicism as optimism is to. What would be the accompanying analogy? Good vibes. There? I don't know. Good vibes. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Yeah, just like kind of this idea that like it'll all work out, right? There must be a good reason for this, right? Um, that sort of thing, like mm-hmm. maybe saying things like when good things happen to you, maybe this this idea of like, oh, I really, I really earned this, or I really, I, 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 you know, I felt like good things were coming my way. Um, whereas like maybe a pessimist would say something like. Oh, I sort of just got lucky, right? Or like this could have happened for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's nothing <clears throat> special. So maybe there's an esteem element to this as well, right? There, I mentioned control earlier, but there's maybe also an esteem aspect. Like, I mean, I think people who have a more internal locus of control might be more likely to have a higher self-esteem. People who have a more external locus of control, maybe a slightly less empowerment, lower self-esteem. Yeah, I mean, I think people who are like growth mindset, or they practice a growth mindset, tend to be more optimistic, and pessimists tend to be more fixed mindset. You think so? Mm-hmm. What about a world? What What if I posed a world in which pessimism drew drove your growth, because you believe that things turn out for the worse and that things tend to go downhill, you 
push yourself and you challenge yourself to be the kind of person who is capable of handling those things, do you think that that's... Um, I don't think that that's really pessimism. You don't think so? As long as I don't, I don't feel like a person who's pessimistic would feel like they would see... That they have the ability to that work, against, be work against a negative outcome. They just sort of... Because they only see the negative outcome mm. or the negatives. I don't think that they look at it at, like, look at things as an opportunity for growth. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess, and if you're, like, all the way off in that, on that side. But I would say that, like, it falls on a spectrum, right? So I think yeah. it's certainly possible to be optimistic about most things but maybe pessimistic about a few things or optimistic in certain kinds of situations but maybe yeah. pessimistic in others um i think there's definitely it's i think there's a balance between like maybe there's a sort of disposition or a temperament element to those quite traits Mm-hmm. But there's also, um, let's say, an environmental or situational influence on your ability to um, act upon those traits or exert, ex- exhibit those traits, right? So, like, yeah. for example, I feel like, let's say that you, let's say it's like a skill you want to acquire or mm-hmm. knowledge you want to gain, an optimist would maybe be like, yeah, I feel confident that I'm going to learn this skill and I'm going to learn to do it well. And a pessimist might be like, oh, that takes a long time. That's really complicated. I don't know if I'm cut out for that. Mm-hmm. I think if you're somebody who identifies as a quick learner, you're going to be more likely to be optimistic about that particular situation. Mm-hmm. I also think that if you have... <clears throat> had in the past support systems that have nurtured that part of you, you're more likely to have those um, positive outlooks. Mm-hmm. I also think that if you're someone who is surrounded, like I also think that this is one of those things where it's like you are somewhat of a product of the people around you. Mm-hmm. So like if you're surrounded by pessimists, you're probably also going to be more likely to be a pessimist yourself and vice versa. Yeah. Or if life is... He just handed you trauma after trauma. You're not going to have a lot of faith in it being better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think, like, the events that happen to you. And, I mean, it doesn't even have to be, like, capital T trauma. It can just be, like, I had a bad experience with this. Mm-hmm. Right? So I just don't have... Yeah. Know. I mean, there's definitely, a, <clears throat> like, a temperament piece to it. I mean, people with more anxious temperaments being more likely to be pessimistic. Um, Mm. And, I mean, outside of that, hmm. I think there's cultural, um, I think there's cultural differences as well. Yeah. Oh, Um, no, I was going to say outside of, like, that piece, I think most of it's, like, nurture. I think most of it's nurture. It's like a lot of like what has <clears throat> happened to you and a lot of like what, what was the environment you. feeds you. Yeah, what was modeled for you. Yeah. Definitely. But also seeing, like seeing other people, like, yeah, what you're exposed to, I think. 
you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're exposed to stories and experiences of a very positive light, you will be more inclined to believe yeah. um, that the world is a good place. Yeah, I think optimism is going to correlate with privilege as well. Mm, yeah, because if, if you don't struggle as much, per se... Then to have like, basic what's so wrong with life? <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. almost like it, it, there's some almost delusional to like the um, experience to of the, the pains of person. the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I recall being like, and this is like sort of a bit of a tangent, but like I recall finding myself. I've never been one to watch like really watch the news mm-hmm. because I find the news to be so fixated on negative reporting. Yeah. And I think to me, I'm just like, I, th- I find that very depressing and I'm kind of like, there's sort of like enough bad things going on in like my more immediate, immediate and observable surroundings that I'm like, I don't really need to hear about like mm-hmm. everyone who like got shot or has died or has this or that, like all these like awful things that have happened. But at the same time on that very same tangent, it's also like, I recognize the need to like be aware Mm-hmm. I do wish that like I wish that reporting in that sense was a little bit more balanced you know yeah I use a um, this the only I don't really consume news um, for that reason um, the like most news I consume is through this one app that actually rates all news stories based on um, based on the bias that they have whether it's conservative or liberal um, and, and then, so, mm. but, I, and then I only get breaking news notifications. I don't, and I ignore most of them. You're saying it will tell you the nature of the news source and then you can decide whether or not you want to read it. Yeah. And it will then also show me links to the same um, story on different, um, papers and see how different, different reporters you can talk see, about it. Yeah. Based on whether it's a conservative or that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. um, yeah source yeah how they're framing the exact same topic mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that kind of i feel like that inspires like a whole different thing about like that there's there's no such thing as the objective truth everyone different well, everyone, no. everyone has a different account of things you know there's absolutely no such thing as like true objectivity or even like nobody has a true accounting there's, of reality like f- whatever f- whatever the heck factual means yeah. Right. In that but, sense. Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, think about it. No person who has ever lived has a true accounting of reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Reality is just an amalgamation of reality is all a, the is like a, perspectives of everyone's lived experience. Reality is a is an individual construct. Mm-hmm. Largely, I mean, on that granular level. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's also something that, like, I think there's lots of realities that, like, groups of people tend to, when enough of them agree, it's a sense of, like, like, universal agreement or heavy favor, like, what am I trying to say? Like, the agreement of a vast majority of people on a certain premise starts to, it, it basically is as close as, it, it's as cl- it's an approximation of the truth, mm-hmm. in a sense. Right? Um, anyway, uh, back to this. So and whoever is in power 
Mm-hmm. They are the ones that really get to decide. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, how do we, how do we talk about this in terms of optimism, <laughs> pessimism? <laughs> because... I mean, I can certainly see a tie-in here, which is that, like, a certain event will happen, and if you are an optimist or you are a pessimist, you are going to have a different reality in response to that event, mm-hmm. right? And I think that has a lot to do with you, <clears throat> a note in here talking about, like, how can, how can optimism and, and pessimism influence our life? I think it's pretty clear that it affects our decision-making and it affects our perception of the events in our life. So mm-hmm. it has a profound effect on what happens to us um, because it is sort of like a, a psychological framework or algorithm by which we operate. You know, like if you are somebody who, like let's say something, like what, let's say you lose your job Right, an optimist and a pessimist are probably going to react very differently mm-hmm. to that to that event, right? Or you, um, a pessimist is more likely to have stronger reactions to stress. Um, or I mean, even just like or mal- more maladaptive behaviors as a result of stress. You think? Hmm. Or do you think then kind of I mean even if they some wires even if they don't have a maladaptive behavior, their body is going to re- react to stress more intensely too. Hmm. You like think they'll so? have more that... tension, probably well, they're more likely to have like more physical tension, hmm. uh, more illnesses, um, and like uh, have worse like physical health as well. Hmm. Pessimists are. So do you think optimism and do you think these these ideas like are they more of a cognitive construct or more of an affective construct or is it really both it's more cognitive cognitive got it mm-hmm. mm. it's more about the how you look at things and how you um, talk to yourself about them mm. okay and so an optimist is gonna be more likely to like accept um, things as they are Mm-hmm. Um, and a pessimist is more likely to either resist them or, um, optimists can resist too. It looks a little different, but like, um, a pessimist is more likely to resist or like be, feel resigned to something. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're more likely to give up. Um, like if things are not going their way. Okay. I hear that. <clears throat> or if like, like let's, for instance, like, uh, um, <clears throat> if they had like some health issue that wasn't like Im- respond improving at the what the what they expected, they might be more likely to give up on mm-hmm. like doing what it takes to keep w- working at it. Do you think there's such a thing as a optimism threshold where you're willing to hold out hope and you feel confident in positive outcomes up to a certain point, and then your optimism can be defeated in a sense? Well, so for me, like, I don't think optimism doesn't have to be, this is, this is my thought, that it doesn't have to be like expecting things to go well, Mm -hmm. but it certainly isn't 
worried about whether they will or not. Optimism is like, accepts that, you know, like there can always be, um, there's always an end to like the darkness. There's always a, like dawn after the night, you know, um, that -hmm. even if bad things happen, that they eventually turn, turn around, that things will be okay. Mm, And you think that pessimists don't carry that kind of attitude. They're just down, down, down. Whereas optimists will say like, well, sure we have downs, but the downs eventually become ups. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean like, uh, yeah. Or are they like, Oh, I'm, you know, like, uh, let's say they lose a loved one. It's like, yes, this hurts. Um, and I'll miss them. Um, but like, you know, grief is the cost of love and I wouldn't trade the life I had with them for, um, I wouldn't trade it away to get rid of this grief. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that to me feels like about like more of a balanced outlook i don't know that there i guess i don't know that there's a or, or there's again this is just me i don't know i i don't do you think it's know kind that of i believe a bi- that there's a balance you think between it's, them it's a bind it's more of a binary i think that opti- to me i think the optimism is the ideal mm-hmm. um optimism is just not optimism is not relentless positivity that's not optimism yeah i was assuming or not assuming i was thinking that when you were referring earlier to like there are ways that optimists also resist things is that what you're referring to mm-hmm. do you think that like this this like toxic positivity kind of concept yeah yeah they so you, could go that route you want yeah. to elaborate on that a little bit um yeah i mean so like if a person who's optimist goes I get like they go to the extreme um, and they uh, they refuse to see things for what they really are. Um, So perhaps like delusional optimism or avoidant optimism, a sort of like using using the word optimist or using maybe the word positivity as a sort of almost like weaponized a little bit or or sort of blown out of proportion well it's where it's when like optimism like dismisses um or invalidates somebody rather than like meeting them i think optimism cannot really be applied to other people i think it can really only be applied to ourselves um because like if somebody else is going through something horrible, I'm not going to be like, well, it could have been worse. You know, Mm -hmm. like I might talk to myself about that. Um, Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I might look at it and be like, not to invalidate myself necessarily, but maybe in my own process. Mm -hmm. But like, um, because like I can look at this and then I can think like, okay, like remembering that all people suffer, you know, some people have gone through this, some people have gone through worse. Like, I might not necessarily be invalidating myself and kind of helping myself regulate, but when, but if somebody else is doing that to you, like trying to like force optimism on you or whatever, and they're like, that can be really invalidating. 
Okay. So I feel like that kind of goes into a different... It goes into a different, like, arena, in a sense, in terms of, like, how you relate to other people. So, let's say someone comes to you and says that this really bad thing has happened to them. If you, being an optimist, wish to support them emotionally, what would be... Is there such a thing as lensing that through optimism, or is it just kind of being, like... Okay, optimism is not something that I really like project onto other people so much as it is my own way of looking at the world. So there's not even really a sense of being like, oh, I'm going to like demonstrate optimism in yeah. my reaction to this person. <clears throat> um, yeah, because I mean, I personally don't think it's like, um, I don't know, my job to make sure that everyone is positive all the time. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, like, so what I might do as an optimist, if I is, you know, like, hear them and hear their experience, and if they, well, this may be too, like, therapeutic or psychiatric, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, uh, I listen to what they're telling me, and then if I saw something positive that came out of it... Mm-hmm then I might, like, shift the focus to the positive thing. Like, oh, like, somebody goes through, I don't know, um, like, I don't know, they go through some um, tragedy, but, like, as a result of the really traumatic thing, um, maybe they, um, like gained a new skill that they didn't expect that they might um Mm -hmm. or maybe they like found their voice in dealing with trauma um and i wonder if that's more just a timing thing right like let's say you're like let's use the specific example of you're trying to comfort someone through a really difficult moment maybe it's more so just a sense of this is almost not even an optimism pessimism argument so much as it is just like a matter of timing yeah <laughs> kind of like what was that um kind of like when someone's really going through it you know odds are that it's probably best to not immediately try to move them out of whatever emotional state they're in yeah right and to just kind of be like yeah, because that's dismissive. What, yeah, just kind of being like, what do you need right now? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you want me to validate? Do you want me to say anything at all? Right? Do you, want, do you even want me present? <laughs> right? Do you want me here? <laughs> right? Should I leave? Right? Or, or do you, would you like me to stay and not speak? Or, you, or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to go somewhere with this. I, uh, it's a bit of a jump. I think that there's... I, I also generally agree that like I think optimism is like a is like a healthier construct, but I can't help but like one thing that I was thinking about as I was writing the notes for today is like, I think that there is a, I think there's a case to be made for for pessimists. Oh yeah. Yes, I think that pessimists are a necessary counterbalance, in some ways, and what I mean by that is, um. I think that pessimists are people who are really good at assessing risk and mitigating 
negative outcomes because they're the ones who tend to assume negative outcomes. So they tend to develop, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. maybe like develop a sense of ability to respond. They, they brace themselves for negative outcomes. And so I think there's certainly an intelligence that comes from that. But they tend to um, over, um, they tend to overestimate risk. So then do you think there is such a thing as a healthy amount of pessimism? Mm-hmm. Right? So then, so like, again, trying to work within... But I think you, mm. I think you want to be an optimist with like a splash of, or, or realism. Like I a, was going to say, the word that just yeah, came to mind is realist. Yeah, realism. I think that realist, perhaps with the ability to tap into, I think realism with emotional or emotion, equipped equipped with emotional intelligence and situational intelligence realism allows you to kind of look at the moment and almost be able to diagnose what the moment calls for some mindful realness mindful realness yes real realism realness yes which is being able to say like being able to look at, say again, let's say that the construct is really to serve you and you specifically and not really meant to be imposed upon others, mm-hmm. to be able to like be real with yourself and say like, you know what, I've been making a lot of decisions based on a very pessimistic outlook and I'm seeing that it's not really serving me, so maybe I need to step back and take a look at why I'm feeling so pessimistic mm-hmm. and then figure out how to conduct myself perhaps a little bit differently, right? Or... To be able to call out these moments where you're kind of like, my optimism is making me a little bit blind to or insensitive to uh, the, the negative ramifications that things are having on me. Perhaps I'm ignoring my pains and I'm ignoring my disappointment and frustration because I'm just trying to smile my way through it. And that that's not really panning out in the long run, which doesn't necessarily mean you turn to pessimism. It's more so just recognizing when optimism is perhaps you're, you're perhaps you're misusing or over inflating optimism in the face of the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. So I guess realism to me sounds like the balance between the two. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> um, I think that's a. I think it's a understandable way of looking at it. Mm. Um, Poke holes in it, though. I... Hmm. I think it probably... They all probably exist on their own spectrums. Not on the same. That's kind of maybe my thought. Maybe, yeah. Like, okay, I'm thinking of it this way. Imagine, like, I'm, I'm, I keep posing examples here, but, like, let's say you're just, like, thoroughly an optimist. And mm-hmm. a situation I can see in which this perhaps could backfire. So let's say, like, building relationships. In this scenario, I would imagine that if you're an optimist, you tend to believe that pretty much everybody has good intentions and is generally trustworthy. So if you're an optimist, I feel like a blind spot of that is you could be subject to 
manipulative mm-hmm. or controlling behaviors or abusive behaviors. Mm-hmm. And if you continue to wear a lens of optimism, you think that it's going to improve. Oh, they don't really mean me any harm. Uh, they don't mean it. In, they don't mean it, right? Um, and I could see an, a situation where your optimism is putting you in a really difficult or just just a bad position, you know? So I feel like at that point, you have to kind of check yourself a little bit and almost take a second to think like, to think a little bit like a pessimist would, to kind of being like, hmm, is there, mm-hmm. is there a reason that they're talking to me or treating me such a way, really not for my gain, but more for theirs, right? Mm-hmm. I, that doesn't really discount or argue against your concept of them being you're saying that optimism and pessimism i don't think it's like on the one pessimism optimism and realism in the middle Mm. i think it's like no optimism lots of optimism no pessimism lots of pessimism no realism lots of realism Mm, they're just each on their own yeah so you can have like this much optimism mm-hmm. this much pessimism or maybe yeah like you're saying in certain situations you're going to be more pessimistic than um and maybe this much realism so you can be like lots of optimism but like you know just enough realism mm. okay yeah i definitely do think like now when you say it, it's like being realistic versus not really being realistic is probably its own like toggle a little bit yeah because you're just be, like, like out of touch optimistic with, like, and unrealistic <laughs> Yeah, that's, yes, yes, I think that's right. And that's where that person may be like, they're manic. (laughs) That person is manic. A sense of informed and deliberate and thoughtful approach to either the optimism or this pessimism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that thoughtful and not controlled, but... Yeah, uh, you know, in, in appropriate amounts, I think, I think of pessimism is like, is useful in certain situations. Maybe that is because I have a tendency to have pessimistic outlooks about certain things, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so... <clears throat> Maybe, and well... this, and I think this is also, it ties back into the whole privilege thing. Mm-hmm. If I think a lot of the ways that I feel like I've tied back to why I sometimes have a pessimistic outlook about things, I sometimes have pessimistic outlooks about people, right? Which mm-hmm. is that, like, I assume this person only wants to get to know me because X, Y, Z. They stand to gain something from me. And I will tell you right now that that is an attitude that I feel fairly strongly I inherited from my immigrant parents who came to a country where... They were absolutely taken advantage of, right? Um, And othered, right? And so that's a situation where the experiences of those above me generationally have shaped the way that I look at things now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um... I wonder what are the um, if if pessimism or a certain amount of it is good. 
And pessimism helps keep us balanced. It's a survival mechanism, yeah. I would say, in this particular example. What is the benefit? Where, when is pessimism um, more beneficial than realism? More than realism? Yeah. I mean, now that I feel like now we're talking about the men being different scales, it's feeling more like an apples to oranges kind of question. Well, but so I guess so. I think realism is. I think real. Again, I'm I'm favoring it. I think I'm biased when I say realism is like generally better than non-realism. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but is pessimism? I guess when is pessimism beneficial? Beneficial. I think it's beneficial in situations in which you are in possibly physically, mentally, emotionally risky or dangerous situations. Because I think pessimism primes you to assess the risks. Well, wouldn't and, realism and be, do that, though? Because Yeah, I think it would. Because I, I guess to me, realism would do that, whereas pessimism might assess a lot of risk, probably more than is, act, than is really there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be more likely to be pessimistic about their potential of changing the outcome. Yeah. I see that. I see it. I see that. I think it's... I guess it's sort of this premise of like, is there an important distinction between having a negative outlook, which is this tendency to see the downsides, Versus pessimism being more attached to like your confidence in your confidence in your ability to influence the outcome. You know, because I think like I, I, I was, think pessimism I was defining, is combo. I was defining pessimism as kind of encompassing of both of those things. Is that not only do you tend to see the negative, but you also tend to think that you can't do anything about it. Yeah. I think, can you have, though, can you have empowered pessimists? <laughs> People who do see the negative side of things, but they do feel confident that they can change the outcome? Narcissists. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think narcissist is like a whole different category. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's another word for what you're describing. <laughs> what, people who have a negative outlook? No, no, or I, what I mean was... Narcissists are would probably belong in the category of people that you're describing. Oh sure, who have a negative outlook on things, but they believe that they can change it. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to think of. I don't know though. I don't know though, Matt. Like I, I do think that like. I think there's a. I think there's a lane for these people, in a way that isn't like psychologically unhealthy do i think that positive thinking tends to yield a happier life than negative thinking yes Mm -hmm. however do i think that it is possible for people who are pessimistic who generally will be the ones who are looking at the ways that something is not good or would lead to negative outcomes or how things could go wrong I think there's a certain subset of that population 
that thinks that way, but still tries and believes that their effort means something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I like, uh, I mean, I think that's where, um, I, that's where they're like spectrum. Like, what? <laughs> like, a person could still tend to be a pessimistic person, but they are not at that pe- as pessimistic, and mm-hmm. so they might have more hope. Okay, so you're saying, like, if it's, like, way off on the deep end of pessimism, they're, like, completely hopeless in every sense. Yeah. Got it. Okay, that, you know, that I buy. That I, I'm, they're I'm, just, like, negative about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can be negative, but not necessarily a pes- like fully pessimistic. They're the type of people that, like, when you're around them, all you hear is, like, what is wrong with, thing- like, one thing or another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think... <sighs> I'm trying to... I'm trying to parse out between what sort of, like, the norm, the social norm, and the societal favorite... Of toward tending to lean towards good and lean towards happiness and positivity, whether and and I'm separating that from the kind of like studied effects of what positive having a positive outlook can mean for like your life, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that I think that people who I think that people who are have a realistic outlook. And they do not shy away from embracing the possibility of negative outcome. Or they, and they don't shy away from actual negative outcomes, which I don't think optimists do. I think optimists, optimists don't, healthy ones, don't <laughs> simply deny the existence of bad things. They accept the existence of bad things and they choose to be positive and hopeful nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I think that unrealistic optimists think that that means that they just simply have to smile and bear everything with a grin. I found this on the way. Oh my god. Okay. Always. Always my watch. Um, okay. <laughs> mhm. All right. I think I mean I think we agree on that. Like now now I feel like we've drawn this little diagram and I see I see what you mean and it's sort of almost like Maybe realism is sort of like a toggle that works alongside these two separate spectra, right? Which is like you have your people who are like in like not optimistic versus very optimistic and somewhere in there is sort of like in the far, far deep end of optimism is maybe like blind optimism, right? Which is maybe where somewhere in the middle is sort of like realistic optimism. And then the same goes for the pessimist side. Where it's like you can go all the way to the far end and just be like, you're just like a depressed mess, right? <laughs> or you're like in denial on one end, or you're just like depressed on the other side, right? Because um, mm-hmm. I, I continue to think like, I think that over, o- like overriding, an overriding truth that I think is one of the closest things to a universal truth for me is that moderation is usually the healthiest place to land in just about any in any con any concept or any construct you want to discuss so long as there's this idea that you can have some all of it or none of it or you know what i mean like 
uh, one end and the other end of it, but somewhere in the middle is usually best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else to say about this? <laughs> um... Oh, is there anything? What did we say? How what might else? Say? How might they influence our life? I mean, I think we've kind of yeah. We talked, talked about, about this how how it changes our decision making. Yeah, I mean, even can change our health outcomes. Yeah, for sure. I wonder what the um. I wonder what the stats say about lifespans. I'm sure quality of life have reduced lifespans. They just don't live as long. Mm. And, and they, they have and a they, poor and they have a poorer quality of life. They live with more disability. Mm, I believe that. I believe that. Um, yeah, I mean that it's that could be hard to say. It's like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. I I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. Do you think it's something that you don't think there's like um, maybe like genetic markers? I'm sure there's study about this that I haven't looked at. Um, I don't know that there's any consistent genetic markers to really like pin down. Yeah. So much as they're heavily influenced, and we know that we know that over time, the stuff that you do and your actions and your behaviors and all that stuff, like it does get coded into your genetics Mm -hmm. to a degree yeah um yeah especially like major things Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um i i I feel good about this conversation anything else you want to any final things you want to add talked about the balance whether there's such a thing as balancing them mm. nature nurture um hmm I don't know. Do you identify? How do you identify? I'm having to come to terms with the fact that I'm not as optimistic as I like to think I am. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Um, so that's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I used to always think I tended toward optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I realized that in some ways... Um, I tend to be more pessimistic and I think that's where like I, I definitely see that um, for me optimism versus pessimism is situation dependent so like the things that I'm have like feel less secure about I have more pessimism with 100% I was going to say insecurities are, are probably the first place where we tend to carry pessimism yeah 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 um, what about you? Do you think you're more one or the other? I think that realistically, well, that's silly. I use that word. I would think of myself as a realistic pessimist. Okay. I don't know that I'm super far off on that end, but I think, yes, I I think I'm, because I am someone, I, I would characterize that by my general risk averse the risk averse part of my personality Mm. which is why i was making all i think i was making all of that statement earlier about like how i think like pessimists are good at assessing risk because that's kind of i feel like what i'm constantly doing and i think that i can be situationally optimistic as well um i think when i find myself in the presence of a lot of like very of like 
pessimism that feels harsh, I tend to try to embody a more optimistic response. Mm. But my own sort of more like core nature is that I tend to be the someone who's like, I will tend to be thinking through the ways that things could be lacking or things that could go wrong. And I'm generally trying to cover my bases with those. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think that like being mindful of risk is different than like always expecting it. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's like maybe closer to the middle in terms of the sort of like the, the again, the spectrum image that we're using. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like, I think about, like, if I'm, like, learning new things, picking up new skills, I I think I tend to be, like, I know myself to be someone who's a little bit, I'm a little hard on myself about those things. So I think, to me, that tends to lean on the side of pessimism. Right? This idea of, like, oh, like, I can't be good at this. I don't have what it takes to be good at this. Mm, or, yeah. It's going to take me so long to get good at this. Where I think an optimist would be like, oh, an optimist would be like, oh, of course. Of course you're not so good at the beginning. I just have to keep practicing. Right? Yeah. That growth mindset. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a journey. I think in a lot of ways that my growth has been fueled by, has been fueled by, I don't think fueled by pessimism, but fueled by fear of not growing which is different like growing because you fucking love growing is different than growing because you're like I don't want to be left behind you know what I mean yeah I mean I don't growth is not always enjoyable (laughs) no it's not no for sure it's not I guess there are some people who like they do kind of just run toward growth more than others. Mm-hmm. And you have some that are like kicking and screaming. Because it's hard. Because yeah. it's hard. I think that it. I think it has a lot to do with whether you inherently embrace how how well you deal with the discomfort of change. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of people who refuse growth. Mm. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think that's always like a, you don't, but I don't think it's always like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Combative resistance. Like, I think sometimes it's a resistance that's, it's begrudging, but not combative. It's sort of like the difference between saying something like, I refuse to grow because it's stupid, right? And it, the difference between that and being saying, like, I refuse to grow because, like, I'm not ready yeah. for the change that growing represents right now. The pieces are not in place. I don't feel stable enough, right? Which I don't see as, I don't see it as being combative. I see it as being more so just, probably just so fearful, right? Yeah. Um, which, you know, can't blame people for that. 
the bigger the growth, the bigger the change, the bigger the growth. But big changes are really hard. Anyway, separate topic, maybe for another day. Change. Change. We'll leave it right here. Um, let's uh, let's do this. What's a question we would pose for our listeners? Mm, I'm. I want to hear about situations that really sucked, but you found something positive. Mm. Yeah. I want to hear about whether... I don't know. Like, I just think... I think so many people use the expression, oh, I'm an optimist. Or that person's such a pessimist. Mm -hmm. Right? Kind of want to hear... I just want to challenge... Huh? Drum. Drum, yes. Just want to hear your take on like add, put, adding a layer of nuance to that. And while I know that's usually used in a sort of facetious manner to kind of ponder that a little bit, maybe ponder that of yourself since it's more of a personal journey anyway. Right? Are you someone who's pessimistic in certain situations? And maybe what does that say about, I don't know, your psyche or your outlook in that particular part of your life? That's my question. Um, okay, what was something that that you felt like was in a novel thing for you or unexpected for you in this conversation? A novel thing. Or maybe your favorite thing that we talked about. Um, yeah, let me think. Uh... I kind of like <laughs> talking about how whether it's one spectrum or multiple spectrums or I know I in the end I had this like three D like bar or uh, um this like X Y and Z like axes like three D like, superimposed on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. That was mine too, actually, is that like, I think I was starting to think of realism when I said that realism was sort of the middle in between and actually that you can kind of, they're like, they're like intersecting axes as opposed to all sharing, they're, mm-hmm. as opposed to being coplanar, right? Um, so I definitely thought that as well. Um, I also think that it's interesting to think about like, because I think we started off the conversation with like hopefulness. Um, as being a sort of integral part of the definition. But I think that that isn't, it doesn't encapsulate all of it. So Mm -hmm. I think that was an interesting thing for me. All right, what's something that is exciting that's happening in your life that you want to share? You start. Me start. Mm -hmm. I start. Um, Well, I just began my final term for school sweet so i'm working so you'll be done in december i'll be done before december i'll be done by like thanksgiving nice so i'm pretty excited about that that's cool it's it's great it's really flown by it's been a lot but it's really flown by so Mm -hmm. yeah it started out congrats thank you yeah yeah how about you hmm did I tell you that I finished my master's? You told me. 
Yeah. Tell the world. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess uh, so. I've completed all of the requirements and we'll probably get my uh, diploma in a few weeks here. Yay! Oh, actually, I think I, I think I'm supposed to go pick it up. Oh yay! Also, <laughs> but, but I think I can now. Learned. Yeah. So tell maybe me next week. What is the name of the degree? Health and public interest. Health and public interest. Masters in health and public interest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. I hope. I hope you find your diploma wherever it is. Be, in the, be it in the mail or at the, someone's uh, office. At the office. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll have to go run down there at some point. Maybe. I, yeah. Make a little little trip of it. <laughs> yeah. Do some shopping. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Lots of learning going on. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there for you all. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, we'll yeah. tune in back next week for more. Yeah, glad to uh, glad to know that you stuck around. Yes. <laughs> Let us know what you think. 